How was your nap? <laughs> it was really nice. Thank you. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I don't usually need a nap after work, but I was just very stressed out today. You know, when we have employees start on their first yeah. day, I have so much to do with that. And it's, it's just very stressful for me. So I get it. Yeah. And also last night after Riverdale, I was all pumped up and it was getting to be like <laughs> 10 o'clock and I was not tired. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh shit, I kind of need to go to bed. And I needed to go to bed early because I needed to go into work a little early. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll take some melatonin. And then that kind of makes me drowsy sometimes. So it was a perfect storm to make me very sleepy. But I also right. love how you're like, after Riverdale, I was wild. <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay. I actually, I don't think I can credit Riverdale with that, but I don't know what else to credit with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I don't know. I, I was just feeling really hyped at like 10 o'clock. <laughs> not ready for bed but I do have to say I think we're in agreement on this that last night's episode whew, it, it gave us a lot to talk about and like you said we never run out of content to talk about but I feel the subject matter in this episode there's so much that I need to discuss I really wish we could have done a live riff of this because oh my god that's kind of how I felt while I was watching it every time somebody said a line I was like I have a comment about this and it's not going to be nearly as funny if I have to preamble it with what was exactly. said <laughs> exactly but I do have a lot of great things to say <laughs> Well, in case you didn't know yet, this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. And to get us started, here's our 60-second summary. After Percival Pickens writes a scathing yet completely true article about how Riverdale has become an absolute shithole for Jughead's school newspaper, Archie makes it his personal mission to save the town. Again. While Percival suggests relocating all of homeless people far away from Riverdale, Archie wants to build tiny houses for them using taxpayer money. Despite the noble concept, nobody wants higher taxes, and the project faces resistance until it becomes pointless since by the end of the episode, Percival announces that he convinced the homeless population to leave Riverdale, which doesn't sound too impossible given that we learn Percival has mind control powers. He convinces Jughead's old homeless buddy Doc to hit Kevin with a hammer, and also senses when Jughead is his mind, so not ideal. Speaking of superpowers, Archie seems to have his invincibility back. Jughead has gotten really good at using telepathy to convince people his hearing has been restored, and Betty's migraines are getting worse, although she says she can still see auras. Nana Rose has flipped sides again and helps Britta attempt to free Cheryl's soul from its nightmare prison, and Veronica goes over to the dark side after coming to terms with the fact that there's simply more money to be made through scams, gamuts, and flimflams than legitimate business. Hiram would be so proud. Alright, so... Oh my gosh. Oh, what do you want to start with? You have to pick because I can't decide. I really uh, can't. Okay. Uh, well, I feel like there were only two things going on in this episode, really. It was either Percival Pickens and his mm -hmm. whole crusade against Riverdale, and then Britta trying to rescue Cheryl from the nightmare world. And I found that to be minor in comparison but i yes. also have a lot to say about it so basically should we start with the meat or should we start with the side dishes we could start with the side dishes okay all right so let's talk about cheryl and her nightmare world then okay first of all nana rose <laughs> she's just a fucking flip-flopper you know back and forth whose side is she on what the hell does she want she gets thrown in a barn and suddenly she's all anti-abigail it's like this is all your fault <laughs> Yes. The best part about that is I legit, I forgot about the barn for like two seconds. And I wrote down, Nana Rose, fix your fucking hair. And I realized <laughs> it's because she was thrown in the barn because Britta's talking to her and she just looks disheveled as I've ever seen her. And I was like, all right, come on. Like, what else are you doing? Brush your hair. She doesn't even have a brush. I mean, there should be a brush for the horses at least. So you would think that that would be a thing. That would have but... worked. Something. Something would have worked. And how I really don't care. Who let her out? Yeah, I don't care. She can rot in a barn for all I care. Nana Rose says, basically, you were once tethered to Abigail. So right. you're able to now go into Cheryl's dreams or Abigail's dreams, somebody's dreams, and maneuver and persuade her to figure out that she doesn't need to be there at, at, oh. yeah I'm not gonna lie that conversation at the beginning of the episode lost me mm -hmm. part of it was just because I did not care and I hated this whole thing but the other part was just it was very convoluted and didn't fully make sense but it they didn't. were just gonna roll with it 
Mm -hmm. and they basically mimed mimicked whatever you want to call it mommy dearest and it I loved it because I recognized it but I also didn't understand why are we going back to Penelope why are we digging this up again I didn't understand I mean we get it she was a bitch to Cheryl she loved Jason more I mean it's typical and it's funny because honestly mommy dearest Joan Crawford the whole thing yeah she favored the son I mean both kids were adopted though but she favored the son over the daughter and the mm -hmm. daughter was always getting the shit end of the stick. And I actually do want to, I think I'm going to end up doing a post because I need to do side-by-sides of how accurate <laughs> they depicted it. But yeah, it sucked. And it's like, okay, we get it. Penelope hated Cheryl. We understand. We, I thought we were over this. I thought we covered it. I thought right. yeah. we absolved the whole situation and we've moved on, but clearly we didn't. And there's some unfinished business maybe. I, I don't think so, well, but. What I'm confused about is why Abigail felt that Cheryl's spirit needed to be tortured in the first place. I don't get why she's so mean <laughs> to this descendant of hers right. who has gone through a lot of the same struggles as Abigail mm -hmm. and honestly seemed to be worked up about a lot of the same shit that Abigail was in terms of bringing justice to the descendants of the people who burned her at the stake. Now, maybe exactly. Abigail's willing to go further with it, but Cheryl was at least sympathetic to Abigail's situation. And there wasn't even really a conversation about it. Abigail just moved in, took over the body, and put her in this prison of her mind, I guess, yeah. And is torturing her with these visions. And that's just not cool, man. <laughs> it's not. And like you said, I, I feel like they were on the same page. They had the same premise. They had the same vision. There was nothing to battle between the two. Right. They weren't adversaries until Abigail moved in. Right. Right. And, you know, seeing Jason again, I'm like, no, 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 no. What, what are we doing with this? Why is he back? Um, does he have nothing else to do? This is one of the most baffling things about Riverdale. Oh. Even from season one, this kid had like zero lines. And we never really hear him speak at pretty much any point. No, I, could, I couldn't pick his voice out of a lineup if you had a gun to my head. No, and I honestly find that creepy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that he's just kind of there. He's always like smiling very pleasantly. But it's weird. It's it's an uncomfortable persona he has going on. And, you know, he must not have anything else to do. I mean, I can't imagine if you were if you had a successful career in something else that you would just be like, yeah, you know what? I'll show up in Riverdale for an episode or two, not say anything, just kind of mm -hmm. hover creepily and be gone. It can't be worth it. I couldn't even tell you the actor's name. No. And then he was tagged in that photo. And I had to go to his page at that point because I'm thinking, what does he do? And now, is he a natural redhead? Were you able to glean I that from your research? So. I want to say my, my research of vision. Yes, um, you're, you're stalking on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now I'm going to find it again. If you call stalking research, it's less criminal. Come on. Trevor Steins. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not red red, but it's... <laughs> The only reason I mention is that every time he appears for 30 seconds in this show and says nothing, he has, to dye hair, his, yeah. he has to dye his hair red again. So you would think just from that alone, he wouldn't want to be involved in this project anymore. Because no, yeah, he is definitely not a natural redhead. Okay, I'm ready to move on from this. Yes, so am I. All right, fabulous. Back to my nude. Yes. Okay. So basically, Nana Rose tells Britta that she has to go into Abigail's subconscious while she's passed out, and Britta has to be passed out too. So she starts drugging <laughs> Abigail's tea. And I just feel like, how many nights in a row do you need to just randomly pass out before you realize that somebody's fucking with your tea? Right? Huh. I mean, she was reading before bed, so that makes you kind of drowsy. So I guess, but I feel like I would know the difference between me just naturally becoming tired and then me also just being like oh fuck I am falling asleep right now right this second fair enough regardless Britta can't be I thought this was going to be a bigger thing but Britta can't be still asleep when Abigail wakes up so she's always setting an alarm before she goes into mm -hmm. the ether to make sure that she wakes up 
I thought that was going to be a problem at some point, and it turns out it's not. Mm-hmm. But she has to convince Cheryl that it's all a dream, and she doesn't have to be right, afraid. She writes her a note. Yes, because verbal communication is just not working out. <laughs> Although she can speak in the dreams. Yes, they can talk to each other. It's just Penelope keeps coming in and fucking shit up, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually she communicates the message and then Cheryl comes to visit Britta in her dream to say, I got your message. Um, we just need to figure out how to get me out of, out of this ether. And, and it's like, okay, great. Mm. This was a waste of my time. Yeah, it was very... <laughs> Nobody knows how to do it. Honest- and that was the thing because all those scenes that happen in the dream world didn't matter. It was because it, Britta just no. fucked up every single time and couldn't communicate this message so we had to go through this three times before Britta gives her a note to tell her what the fuck is going on so it just it was a gratuitous way of working this mommy dearest parallel into the Mm -hmm. show that's really the only reason because we she could have gone in there one time or twice maybe we did not need three somebody really had their heart set on making this happen yes they could have worked it into a prior season yes during a normal storyline where it was more relevant and they just forced it with this and it's just confusing me more so I don't right yeah because you're right we're not afraid of Penelope anymore you know I think Cheryl has stood her ground enough and has asserted herself over her mother enough at this point that we don't really feel that tension anymore and that Mm -hmm. abuse so yeah this this was stupid it just it was a waste of time so with that said we can get into the nitty-gritty of the rest of the episode well i have another side dish actually oh well Um, yeah there is another side dish i mean it all kind of correlates in the end but it does but this can lead us into the the main course the casino ah yes the casino <laughs> there's so much I want to say because they're so ridiculous. I know, I know. So my confusion comes from how at the beginning, uh, well, <laughs> first of all, at the beginning, at this meeting, Alice accuses the casino of being corrupt and non-legitimate and all this stuff. And Veronica doesn't even try to deny oh, it. No. All mm-hmm. she does is talk about how they have really good wages for their workers and that they'll attract <laughs> more people to Riverdale, but she doesn't say, um, no, we're legitimate. But my confusion is if she can't say that they're legitimate, but at the same time, she's telling our, our Reggie not to run any scams in the casino, which part of it is yes. not legitimate? <laughs> oh my God. And the whole time, all I kept thinking to myself was, Given how rundown Riverdale has become and how much they're trying to revamp it or fix it and make it better, improve it, who the fuck is gambling? I know. Enough. Yeah. And actually, Uncle Frank made a great point. He was like, yes, we have a lot of really hurting and vulnerable people in our community. Wait, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I wrote, thank you, Frank. Riverdale is full of broken people. That's how he described it. Yeah, broken people. They're full people. of broken people. What, and we'll get into it, obviously, because that's the majority of the episode. Sketch Alley is a prominent area right. of Riverdale. I feel this has become the focal point of the town, as opposed mm-hmm. to, I'm not even going to say the many, the primary locations that were given. Right. <laughs> I don't even think the high school exists anymore, but. Yeah, we haven't Whatever. been there in a while. Nope. I think maybe Jughead was there when he was working on the newspaper, but... That's not even school-related anymore, so who knows? Maybe he just uses an, rents an office out of the building. <laughs> Honestly, I, I can't. So yeah, that's how I view Riverdale now. You know, I just, I feel like from the get-go, knowing what kind of a place Riverdale is, and what kind of people it attracts, and just generally understanding that there is... A certain type of person who might take advantage of a gambling environment. A casino was a terrible idea from the beginning. Not to be an asshole, but all of Veronica's ideas are too hoity-toity, upscale for a town, again, that cannot afford its luxuries, that she wants it. Where's the jewelry store? Did that what what, the what fuck happened is to going it? On? <laughs> I think it's gone, but I don't know. There's again, we're gonna get into it, but there's a point where Archie says to both Tabitha and Tony, I'm coming to you guys because you have the most prominent businesses in Riverdale. I'm sorry, 
they have the only businesses in Riverdale. So what are we talking about here? Yeah. And those businesses sit on top of each other. <laughs> they're, they're directly correlated. It's not even like two businesses. It's like one it business. It doesn't bring people to different parts of town. <laughs> exactly. You get it all in one like a mall. Yeah. One I- stop shop. <laughs> it's horrible. So all of her ideas are just to New York. Should I say? I don't even you know, know like, what this felt like a lodge idea to me because yes, okay, yeah, that I'll go with that too. It because was very I think lodge, I think it was a perfect breeding ground for dodgy goings on, and for her to ever pretend like it wasn't going to be that way just felt really disingenuous. And again, I just don't understand how their business is illegitimate currently if she's not allowing Reggie to run scams. So I don't know, maybe they're not properly licensed because there was a time where they were talking about Reggie was saying to get legit, they would have to get all their licenses in order. So maybe Mm -hmm. they just don't have licenses. But regardless, I think think it's really ridiculous. And the fact that they tried to rebrand Riverdale as the new Atlantic City. Stop it. Ooh, guys, guys. Everything about this what in the boardwalk of sketch alley i can't <laughs> yeah do this and i i found it so funny the umph and like just reggie like it was funny to me because he looked like this puppy dog like begging for something and he's like can we can we let me run the scams let me run the let scams, me do the scams. can we do the scams can we do them now <laughs> like now is now the right time i said it before but can we do it now and like it was just so funny to me because clearly the only way they can run this business is through scams and criminal fucking things. i mean I which mean, makes it clear that veronica is a shitty businesswoman if she can't run a business legitimately then she can't claim to be a businesswoman and she'll always bring it back to, well, that's what my, which she claims she wants to get away from. Right. I'm going to hang his yes. photo. So we know. don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we don't be like him and we remember every day not to be like him. And then by the end of the episode, she's like, we need to be like Hiram. <laughs> only because, well, not even only because, but this rando oh, employee yes. of theirs walks into the office and is like, we have an issue in the private gambling room. And she goes, is it serious? And he goes, yeah. But like the reaction was so cold and nonchalant and just level. Like, I mean, there was no emotion to it. And then you find no. out somebody hang themselves in the casino, in this room. Right. And the, the first thought is, oh shit, this doesn't look good for us. And it's like, excuse me, somebody's dead in your casino. Died. <laughs> and the first thought is like, oh no, this is going to be terrible for us. And it's like, fuck you. It's Did anybody scary. try to find his family? Because then she calls Geraldo to dispose of the uh-huh. body discreetly. But is any attempt made to find his family, see if he had a family? It's it's all very disgusting to me. And I also love Geraldo's matter of fact to the point like this is my job this is what i'm here to do right very nonchalant let's not sh- yeah let's not sugarcoat this like uh, where's the body let's fucking get this over with right. and <laughs> i actually love having a cleaner in riverdale i think it's suitable we should have had one a long time ago i think certainly it a lot of problems a lot of cleanup that needs to occur exactly but yeah i i like his um just how he goes about his job he knows what he's got to do he's there to do it and end of story I, i'm not gonna flirt with you i'm not gonna make this <laughs> less or more than it is let's just get the I, fuck out of here i was a little surprised to see him again so soon because i kind of got the impression when we met him in the last episode that we would see him again but i did not think it was going to be the very next episode and that it would be you know disposing of a body but i do want to keep my eye on this guy because he is clearly embedded and he's going to be bringing in now high rollers from the sketchy side of the tracks to the casino so it's just uh, veronica is She's pretending not to be who she really is. And who she really is, is Hiram's daughter. Which Alice is trying to reiterate. Not so, not so delicately bring oh, to everyone's attention. <laughs> she blasts her. No, but like, it needed to happen. You're going to sit here and you're going to act like, oh, because your dad's dead now. R.I.P. You're just going to evolve. And it's not going to happen because it's all you know. 
Yeah, she said, when did a lodge ever do something good for Riverdale? And honestly, like, I mean, that was a little harsh. I, I get facts. it. <laughs> there were a lot of facts this episode. Yeah, for sure. Alice said what needed to be said. Was it harsh? Yeah. But Veronica keeps thinking that she can overturn all the bad, start from scratch. And within an episode, we learn that's not going to be possible. No, and I feel like... <sighs> If we hadn't seen the same thing happen so many times, you know, if we hadn't seen her get out just to get back in at some other point, that mm-hmm. they could have created an arc for her where she finally rises above. But it seems like she just keeps going down. And I honestly don't necessarily mind that trajectory for her. But the problem for me is that she she's fighting it. You know, I think... And that's the repetitive part. Yes. That's the part we keep seeing... And the story doesn't change. So if you want to give us something to actually be surprised about, change it up. I don't think they can do it just because she's such a main character. But I would love if they made Veronica a villain at this point and just had her fill that void that Hiram left and go full dark Veronica and just become evil, fully evil, because it's really exhausting and annoying to watch her continuously try to pretend that she's not going to do bad things and then see her do bad things. It's like, oh, I'm so sick of this bitch. Either you need to fix yourself or just go fully over to the dark side. But we're not going to see either of those things. Nope. I also, I wrote, (laughs) Veronica trying to argue that she isn't like Hiram when she put out a hit on him like two days ago and also opened a sketchy casino (laughs) (laughs) oh I did love I did love when Alice goes basically tells Veronica she's a liability like your face on anything is gonna fuck everything up and I was that's "Hmm." fair fair. (laughs) but I did hate Alice a lot in this episode so feels she's back to her old ways like yes one i two, know three. yeah and she's uh she's a meddling it's bitch. all about yeah it's all about the reporting she should have never been on this board yeah. never no. ever oh never ever <laughs> ever never <laughs> never ever <laughs> never ever edgar yeah i mean whatever i still well, good point because i still haven't forgiven her for going undercover with the cult and Please. making betty believe that she didn't love her anymore <laughs> because she was trying to protect her fuck that that was all bullshit but anyway thousand percent digress so we can get into the meat of the episode this is how it started out with jughead talking about this op-ed that he published and listing all the things that are wrong with Riverdale and as he's going through the list making it sound really awful that these things were written about Riverdale I'm like wait that's true and and that's true as well and um yeah that's really accurate and and just going through like wait what did he say that was wrong (laughs) I'm so confused I'm like holy fuck he's still deaf but can hear thoughts and respond that way that was really Which convenient I, that he learned how to do that so quickly. Okay, it's convenient, but not exactly <laughs> practical. It's not, it, it's not practical. It's not seamless. It's No, because people think a lot of things that they don't say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, um, what the fuck happens if he starts, which ended up happening. Right. But he starts reacting to the thoughts and not the words. And I'm like, dude, Tabitha has her back to him so he can't even read lips at this point right and you're like just assuming every thought is verbal and I <laughs> yeah and he yeah. seems to have really really precise control over whose thoughts he hears and when because if you've ever seen this done in other shows where they have somebody suddenly able to hear people's thoughts it's usually very debilitating and traumatic because mm-hmm. hearing everybody's thoughts all the time is overwhelming. So Jughead seems to have the ability to only hear one at a time or a few at, a, at the town hall meeting. He yeah, hears that like a bunch a little, of random people thinking. in a row, not yes, like at the same time. Not overlapping. And he doesn't seem to be necessarily picking these people out to try and hear their thoughts. So they must be coming to him randomly. It's very convenient. His, his superpower is all very convenient. But anyway. But I think it's the best one out of all of them. Well, given, considering given the scenario we're in this episode, at least. Um, yes. And 
Uh, we'll get to we'll get to this more yeah. later because I thought I thought that reveal was kind of fun. But so <laughs> this brings us to a town hall meeting where they're all upset about this article. I just find it funny that people are upset about this because, again, it's nothing that isn't true. So the whole town is at that meeting. Could we just be? F- yeah. And again, it's like 45 people, maybe maximum. Given I forget who was talking at the time. I- I'm like, I feel bad for these extras. I know. Yeah, it's probably a real boring day. But to be honest, at least half the episode was town hall meetings. Yes, we got a lot of town hall meetings, which, you know, come on, it's the most interesting part of the show. So they're all pissed off and Percival Pickens reveals himself as the author of this op-ed and basically says, we got to clean up this place and we got to start with the homeless population living in Sketch Alley. Uh And his plan is very simple. We bus all of the homeless people out of Riverdale. There's just one problem, Dawn. Do you know what it is? Can you refresh my memory? Yeah, there's no bus stops in Riverdale. Oh, (laughs) How are you going to bus anybody out of Riverdale? There's no bus stops. Damn it. They're going to have to stand alone without coverage. (laughs) In the cold on the side of the road. Womp womp. So anyway, that's Percival's brilliant plan. Although, can I just say, I don't know why he's there. (laughs) Okay. I don't understand what we're going to get out of this. He sees a lot of potential in Riverdale, apparently. Sure. So did Hiram. Yeah, he's told Archie that he's traveled so many places and Riverdale is the one that The one little fucking town. No, wrong. Yeah. Uh Uh-uh. It's the town with Pep. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just, I don't understand persistence no i don't either and we probably won't for a little while i don't think we know his true motives yet he clearly wants to take over the town but for what purpose i hope it's not palladium (laughs) or maple syrup (laughs) i just don't want any of those things to be involved so archie comes up with a counter proposal to make these tiny houses for the the homeless to live in Uh and, and he's gonna do all the labor for freeze and the town just has to pay for the materials and alice asks him how much it's going to cost and he says like 20 25 and alice is like thousand and it's like yeah no dollars yeah it's going to cost 25 dollars alice she just seems so stunned that it could be thousands of dollars and like her house and (laughs) how many did he want how many houses did he want to do like 20 something 30 oh I thought he said 30 30 I I don't know I I honestly wasn't paying that close attention but you know he is so defensive this entire episode I know (laughs) again Chuck had was on sketch alley for a little bit and that we get into it but it's funny how personally Archie takes it as if he had lived on Sketch Alley. I understand wanting to be a good human being and a good (laughs) Samaritan. Yeah. But he takes it to a level that, again, where's the school that you're supposed to be teaching at? Yeah. Maybe it's not summer. It was summer. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not summer. Okay. They're in jackets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny to me because even when Jughead does proposal a little bit right he he adds the proposal he's like you're the only you're the best contract we're gonna go best the only the only contractor (laughs) (laughs) so it was because archie's like wait come on dude stop yeah why are you acting so surprised that jughead is coming to you about construction (laughs) yeah that is your job isn't it one of the 50 one I, of I don't your many know. jobs but it just it was wild to me that he goes from acting so confused and oh my god really like us we're gonna do this to the gung-ho mentality. we're gonna do this <laughs> we're gonna do this and then going to tony and tabitha and saying like you're the best business owners i know and it's like yeah they're the only ones and um we want to make the little houses whatever to duplicate the white worm and pop help me out here um okay well the the proposal was that they sponsor and donate money to help build these houses Mm -hmm. so that they could decorate them to look like pops or the white worm so they get free advertising Archie said it's like a billboard so they have these structures out there as a billboard okay yes and that's what I don't understand you want to know why why they're setting them up 
right outside the business. Yeah. <laughs> You're already there. Yeah. You don't need advertising in your parking lot. You've already attracted <laughs> the customers. They're right there. <laughs> These people are hungry and thirsty. They're here. They're already here. <laughs> Nope, that's, that's a great point. It's a great point. That really bothered me. And <laughs> that's when I'm like, okay, great idea. Womp. That's when the meter went down. Like, meow. But, um, crazy. Well, Archie is definitely really fired up over this whole project. And I, for one, am very pleased to see Archie doing something different for once. You know, we never get to see Archie defending Riverdale or building shit or standing up for people and you know getting real mad about things mm-hmm. that he doesn't need to get mad about so it's nice to see something new absolutely so they go to build these houses in sketch alley and uh, jughead runs into doc who is the guy who helped him when he disappeared from the bunker right. last season <laughs> with his bloody hand because he ripped it from the handcuffs and blah 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 so they reconciled because they had history from when Jughead used to be homeless back in the day, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. kind of nice to see him again. I did like the camaraderie that he had with just everybody of Sketch Alley. Like there, there was a friendship there and it was, it was nice. I, it was good to see. And I think at the time you're thinking to yourself, oh, this is good that there's a connection there. It's not just randos showing up and saying, we want to build you houses. Right. And they were actually more accepting of the idea than I thought that they would be because, you know, sometimes people, I I feel like in TV shows and movies, they show homeless people to be very proud and not necessarily receptive. Yep. But they just, they just hop right on board with this plan. Everything's going great. And then Doc gets this funny look on his face and picks up a hammer and goes over and just wails Kevin in the head. And I flipped poor out. Kevin I was like, holy is. shit, what just this poor guy. He's got the worst plot lines of mm-hmm. everybody. I don't know what he did to deserve this. Every time he shows up, something terrible happens to him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not so good. I mean, that's a hammer to the head. The fact that he's surviving this is just wild to me. I know, because I guess they stopped him before he went in for another swing, but it looked like he was trying to go in for another swing. Still, it was enough. I mean... Yeah, if you hit in the right spot, if you crack the skull in in the right spot, then yes, that could be fatal for sure. So Kevin does survive, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it opens the door for Percival to sneak in there and convince um, Tom Keller to help him evacuate all those people from Sketch Alley. You're holding up your finger. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not as like a stop, more like I have a point. Okay. Um, Tom Keller lost his southern accent. I just want to make a point to say that. <laughs> he probably heard us in the last step. Right? Dude, fucking figure this out. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so they they work together apparently to to get rid of the homeless population in Riverdale. Well, now he's gonna be part of he's gonna be a de- like a sh- like a deputy right kevin kevin no not kevin oh percival Perc- wait percival. did i miss that oh my god <laughs> oh my god no I, you did not i, I wrote this all day <laughs> apparently I hold did. on yeah tom keller helped percival and now percival work as a deputy oh yeah that's not good that's bad or, yeah no that's not good yeah because first of all jughead talks does he talk to doc or does archie i can't remember about why he did i think it was jughead it was jughead he goes to the prison and he's like why'd you do it right yeah (laughs) i heard a voice it was like a voice in my head telling me to do something and he was like whose voice was it's like well it had a british accent (laughs) the best thing nice can i tell you what my assumption was what is percival a (laughs) shapeshifter because what had shapeshifters oh true blood right yeah of course all goes back to the true blood mm-hmm. if not he just has the power to read minds at the very least because to be able to convince doc to take a hammer to an innocent man's head just seemed a little out there for me yeah well i mean it's more than mind reading it's mind control right it's mind control so that's why i was like the whole shapeshifter thing because i'm like oh is he in the body of yeah. doc that's why i i that was a lot because he clearly wasn't there 
right when it happened right so how was he able to get in his head right and it was the same thing with the guy in the casino because mm-hmm. we see on the surveillance yes, video he leaned in and said something to the guy who then immediately went to commit suicide so we don't mm-hmm. know exactly how he does the mind control and the the thing that i really liked was when you Percival went to see Jughead again for follow-up interview and mm-hmm. Jughead's trying to read his mind oh that was great and and he was like get the fuck out of my mind and I I like I went I flew back in my yeah. seat I was like oh my god no this is not good this is actually very very bad so Percival is definitely got some shit going on and it's not good Jughead goes to Archie and Again, this is where he kind of gives away the whole I can read minds thing. Yeah, well, he was ready and, to do that. Oh, he yeah, he had yeah. to because he did it. He had done it prior a couple of times, but people didn't really pick up on it. But you could tell Archie did. Archie in his brain was calling mm-hmm. Percival a super villain. He's right. like, this guy's a super villain. And then Jughead looks over at him and goes, yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. And... Again, we're going back to, and this is going back to what I said a couple of episodes ago, are we turning this into a superhero show? Like, how long does this go on for? Yeah. Do they have these powers forever? No, here's my theory on that. I think Percival has something to do with the explosion or something around that time period, because I think that they got their superpowers because they were going to have to defeat Percival, but once they defeat him then they won't have them anymore so but they got the powers because of the curse i don't i don't know that that's true but they're the only ones to know about the explosion or be well that's the thing so they're they're both well, i mean the people know the explosion happened after the fact but they they were the only ones they exposed. don't remember it yes they don't remember it actually happening like there was physical speaking of sorry how is sorry no because this really bothered me how is archie's house fine already he's he's a wonderful construction i don't give a fuck uh, that is not dude <laughs> did he just do the kitchen because like the entryway and the kitchen anyway sorry that's okay there i don't think go. we know i don't i just don't think we know how it's all connected yet no because yet. you know i think we're led to believe that the bomb was hiram Yes. In which case, it wouldn't be part of the curse, necessarily. True. At least not directly. You know, the curse didn't make Hiram try to kill Archie. He's no, been doing, He's no. been doing that for fucking ever, so exactly. we can't blame the curse on that. So the question but, is whether the superpowers derive from the bomb or from the curse. And unfortunately, those three are involved in both. So we yes. don't know that's which why, one that's is doing it. That's what I'm saying. It. The whole thing with the cur- the curse narrowed it down to the three of them. So, and given the bomb only affected the three of them. Ah, and then Palladium is involved, clearly. We know that. Well, Palladium's always involved. <laughs> is it? <laughs> but we also only... know that Percival didn't exist prior to showing up in Riverdale. No, Veronica... but we know that there's ancestors involved. So, well, but that's going back to that. But it's... that's interesting. Now, is Percival maybe a manifestation of the curse? Good Lord. <laughs> but all of them see him? Like, the, well, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. The whole town could see him. Yes, but maybe that he is also part of Abigail's whole thing to restore Riverdale to its former glory and rightful fine owner great makes sense but this episode alone that happens but then abigail cheryl's storyline just doesn't correlate to any of that we're going into cheryl's dreams and haunts and whatever the fuck it is we're not even discussing she well abigail brought it up once she yes yes she did she goes oh he could be you know an ally or whatever the fuck which I said last episode, so, you know, just... Right. <laughs> Which does make sense, but at the same time, why was that not intertwined in this episode? What are we getting from... Right, we were just we were just wasting our fucking time. <laughs> we're wasting our time with that. But yeah, the, these, these two things, I think, really do overlap, and we just haven't seen how. Speaking of 
not seeing you were very concerned <laughs> we hadn't seen Betty for All most episode. of this episode and I was very upset because I love Betty <laughs> you pointed it out that's when I realized it. I'm like oh fuck we're halfway through and she's not even mentioned but then at the end she gets that's where I noticed the whole Archie's house being rebuilt she shows up and says she has sunglasses it's nighttime she mm-hmm. has sunglasses on but like those really dark ones that like old people wear yeah <laughs> no offense to old people older people but like the ones that are really thick and you know yeah they almost look like a visor yes. yeah <laughs> she's wearing those and she tells Archie can you shut off all the lights shut off the tv and he's like yeah that's when I remembered and then texted you I'm like oh right she was looking for the tv hey Archie's like how's it going looking for tvk and she's like well I lost him in Maine and it was like mm-hmm. oh right you were doing that that's right I honestly think they did a real botch job on this tvk plot line yeah I don't know and I have no faith that they can save it and make it more interesting but I honestly think that they should have tied it in with the blossom bastards in the fifth season yeah because honestly having those two things operating concurrently made it feel like this was bigger and more exciting and interconnected and now it just doesn't feel that way and we still don't know if we had the actual tbk that she was chasing or maybe i don't think it was well maybe percival well maybe percival controlled him with his mind a thousand uh, yep now i'm seeing that so but in my visions (laughs) but and then like had him dress up in garbage bags that (laughs) Right, like, how did he know about the TBK scenario? So that's it's we don't a know. Lot. It's yeah, it's it's a loose theory, but I think it makes sense because I still, I just, I don't feel like that was how the TBK thing should have been no. revealed. So, right, I don't know. Yeah. I I just think they botched it. They they've really messed. No, this they up. bought. They kind of rushed <laughs> the situation, and Betty basically tells Archie, "I think with the whole seeing Auras thing, I'm very sensitive to light, mm-hmm. so she can't." on she honestly can't see without those glasses on or unless it's black. right and honestly the fact that it has been it had been so long and it took so long for her to realize this because if she's been chasing tbk all the way to maine can you imagine like she couldn't she couldn't do it she wouldn't have been able to you couldn't look for him in the right. daytime you couldn't look at night because you don't have night vision and you can't use so maybe it was at it's when she got to maine that like it it happened like that's when it really hit full force not even that though like it's such a weird fucking scenario only because she said she admits she's like i still see the auras Mm -hmm. but last episode their powers were kind of diminished yeah so i guess that was the palladium maybe they've been away from the palladium long enough now oh yeah true their powers are restored but you know they're sitting on like a thick vein of palladium I'm pretty sure at least that's what Hiram always said so it seems like they shouldn't be able to have powers if that's their kryptonite is there anything else this episode wise you have um just real quick want to shout out the sponsorships in this episode oh yes there were two yep go ahead chime which was not very seamless I have to say it, oh, it no, was, she it was right the out. most awkward moment where she's like oh I will transfer you the money right now on my China app or whatever I think, I think it would have been better if she was like I'll Venmo you it would have been more yes seamless. or or honestly this was the second time that they were talking about money it's uh-huh. like the first time they were having that conversation you know she could have said it just it felt weird in this conversation because they weren't really talking about the sponsorship of the no and she was just like i'll send it through chime now and it's like eh, nobody really says it like that but okay yeah and nobody uses chime so (laughs) i mean i don't but i guess they're trying to change that and the second one because of these lovely little houses yes benjamin moore that's a quality paint right there Because they're going to have to keep repainting the houses because of the vandalism. Right. And you want something that's going to cover with one coat. So you want to get the paint and yes. primer in one so that you don't have to keep prime paint. Yep. You're saving money. Yeah, exactly. The money that you're getting on Chime. Yes. <laughs> Save your Chime funds for something for a rainy day. Um, I think I think that's all I have. Um, Did you happen to Oh, wait, ah! wait. I'm sorry. My very last note. 
Yes. Percival has his own murder board. He does. I loved it. And where again, is he stationed? We don't know. I was know. trying to figure that out. Okay. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know shit right now. But okay. he does have his own murder board. And it's funny because it's not to find a murder. It's probably to actually murder or at least take down. Some. Right. It's a murder to murder board. Yes. It's it's M still, to M. it's still a murder board, but it's got a different vibe. So I hope there's going to be like red X's over people's faces at some point. I was going to say, could he do that already? Not yet. No, unless, I don't know. Unless he killed the Sketch Alley people and told Tom Keller that. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I think they probably did relocate them, but the, <laughs> it was very kind of him to give them $100, $100 to start a new life, yeah. which is actually ironic. I was listening to um, last podcast on the left, obviously, yes. and they were talking about in one episode how this guy um his down payment on a house in kansas city in 1969 was a hundred dollars so that's actually wow. possible so if they just time travel back to 1969 and well, go also to kansas city riverdale we don't know what time we're in ever. right so it should be really easy to, to time travel theoretically a hundred dollars can go a long way in a different time period mm-hmm I feel like we're accepting the chaos. We are. I think we're we're enjoying it more. We went through the shock in the in the first episode of being hit with all this supernatural bullshit. And now I feel like because we have no choice, we're just kind of in it. We're in it. And I think also the first five episodes, I'm not including with this. Right. No, we shouldn't. Okay. Yeah. Because if I had to pick. I think so far this has been more interesting than seasons four and five. Well, to be honest, I almost feel like it's because we've accepted this as our fate because I actually mm. remember it being similar when we started watching those first five episodes, the Rivervale episodes. The first one was just a total mind fuck because we were not ready for it. We were not prepared for it. Right. Second episode was like real annoying. And by the end, I think we had kind of figured out what to expect and we're not so enraged over the bullshit that was happening because it became the new normal. So right. I think as we get further into this season, we're sort of coming to terms with our new normal. Doesn't mean I like it, but I was fine with a little bit of weird supernatural bullshit going on with the Blossoms because that's always kind of been their jam. Yeah. And I was okay with it kind of being sequestered to that area of the show. And now that it's kind of seeping into everything else, I've said it before, I don't, I don't appreciate that, but here we are and it's what we're doing. So mm -hmm. I just find this harder to predict because anything could happen. <laughs> yes. I think that's why I like it more because it makes me want to continue watching since I don't know. Oh, well, I, I have, I don't have the slightest idea of what could happen what That's could happen good because it's already been renewed for season seven so god help us we have all. a whole seventh season to deal with once we finish this i don't think you and i could write a season seven at this point i think it's too late to save it so <laughs> That, right like I think but maybe that's what they're thinking maybe it's going to be totally off the wall because there's nothing they can do now that would that would be worse I'm sure they think this is off the wall so how do they one-up that I don't know I have no idea did you happen to see the previews for next week yes I tried to pay attention this time <laughs> I paid attention but the only one that really caught my attention was Kevin legit goes up to Tony and says, I'm filing for full custody of baby Anthony. Yes. What? This is, this poor guy, this poor guy needs something to live for. Yeah. And well, yeah, it's a I lot. think it seems like there might be more gang activity in the next episode. So uh, I yes. think that it's because, and to be honest, that's totally fair and I've been saying this from the beginning like how can she be a mom and also pr still pretend to be a leader of this gang uh -huh. and then get offended when the ghoulies insinuate that they're not a cool gang anymore it's like no they're not they're led by a mom and not even that <laughs> Fangs is also in the gang so it's not one parent right yeah but, you know they're both in it so well, exactly 
it does make sense for I I fear for that baby and mm-hmm. and Tony should not be doing that. And this is another one of those things that's kind of similar to Veronica where they can't lean into it fully, but they're mm-hmm. trying to lean into it a little bit and that makes it worse. You know, you right. can't you can't have her do both. You can't. Mm-hmm. And you can't have it be a gang if if you're not going to have it actually be a gang because there there is no such thing as the serpents as they exist right now where they're just kind of productive members of society but they just stick together and and work um, at a bar right own a bar that's socially conscious exactly goes back to her being la Llorona in Mm -hmm. the river veil episodes did you know i know you don't want to watch the movie i I might yeah no i'm not gonna it's a james wan okay i'm just saying i i just had to bring up that he did that so it might not even be that scary that's all I have for this episode. Yes, I think you. I think that's all I got too. But I'm looking forward to next week's episode. I just, I want more information now because yeah. it feels like a slightly different puzzle than what we're used to. And mm-hmm. I'm considering putting my murder board together again to figure this nonsense out. I'm really excited for that. because you're very thorough in your murder boards and it helps me because my notes are never that thorough so to have a nice backup for the both of us is well especially because it encompasses all the all the information we know you know my notes per episode are just kind of specific to that episode but Mm -hmm. to put them all together on a board so you can look at it all at once I think it's so much easier to spot connections perfectly clear so yeah maybe that's what we need probably we'll have this figured out in no time oh absolutely and next week we kind of weirdly back-to-backed florida vacations yes it's inconvenient it's inconvenient but we figured out how to make sure something's being released there's no gaps so so okay here's what's gonna happen yes i'm just gonna lay this shit out here's what's gonna happen so on the on the 19th Tuesday the 19th, we're dropping our Windfall episode. Correct. Movie. We will not have Riverdale that weekend, the 22nd. Second. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing a double header. That episode of Riverdale will air on the 29th. Yes. Got it. I just had to look at the calendar. <laughs> and that covers April. That's yes. all of our April. But again, you're getting something every week. So yes, we couldn't deprive you of no, content. No, not. And to get a double Riverdale, I'm kind of excited about that. I honestly hope we can do it because we've been having a lot to talk about. So I'm concerned that having two episodes to discuss in one record is going to be a challenge. But so that's our sketch. Um, Dawn's going to put it on our website for you. And also rate and review us if you like us. We love it. Yes. Do not forget to do that. If you like us, tell us. And tell the world. Again, constantly posting on Instagram, Twitter. All the links are in the show notes. Designing new merch. Have new merch in the barrel. And until next time, that's Endgame. Endgame.